lists, things that should be gender neutral. My goal here is not to attempt a feminist screed, so I've made this list very carefully, focusing on standards that go unnoticed until forced to think about them. Right-handed scissors are a good analogy. My left-handed mother always winced in agony whenever she used scissors, which in the 1960s were always designed for the comfort of a right-hand dominated world. I felt her pain when I mistakenly used her coveted left-handed scissors. Now all scissors seem to be ambidextrous. Maybe we can make the same thoughtful changes to the following. 1. Bicycles when my trusty Schwinn bicycle crapped out after 30 years of faithful service, I decided to adopt my husband's idle bicycle instead of buying a second one. How I missed the girl's step-through design that let me straddle the frame with both feet on the ground. All my stops and starts were effortless. Now I must fling my leg over the horizontal bar of the men's diamond frame. It's a risky maneuver. Once, one of my sandals went airborne as I swooped my leg up and over, and another time, my pant leg got caught on the seat, producing a dramatic tumble that brought traffic to a halt. Why are there two different styles of bicycles? Why should I have to buy a second bicycle just for me? Why can't my husband and I share a bicycle? It seems that gender-specific bike designs are an artifact from the 1800s when bicycles first became popular. The long skirts of women made the legs swing impractical and probably scandalous. It's unclear why all bikes didn't start with the anatomically safer step-through design, but now we are faced with changing a 100-year-old precedent. Not an easy task. The local bike store owner told me that few men will consider a girl's bike, except for his older customers who have lost confidence in their leg swing and with it any macho pretensions. This is also the same population that is considering an adult tricycle, so they have bigger problems than a gender-neutral two-wheeler. From an inventory standpoint, the store owner would appreciate a single-frame style. My suggestion was to stop giving bikes a gender identity and just refer to bicycle frames as either step-through or diamond. It's a start, anyway. Two public bathrooms. Yes, the gender identity of bathrooms has become the ridiculous surrogate issue for transgender discrimination, but I have railed against this situation for years, particularly when there's a line for the woman's bathroom but not the men's. Recently in the Stockholm airport I entered what I thought was the women's room to find a man washing his hands at the sink. As I backed out, he informed me that this was a common restroom, and I happily danced into an open stall. The major barrier to the shared bathroom is the men's urinal. If you could get rid of that spectacle and create stalls for everyone, there should be no need to have gender-specific restrooms. I could actually position this as a men's right issue. Men should have the same level of bathroom privacy for both liquid and solid as women. 3. Third-person pronouns. In English, the third-person pronouns, i.e. he, she, are obviously gender-specific, a problem that is most acutely felt by writers when they don't know the gender of the person they're referring to. Consider this sentence. 
My daughter will be assigned a soccer coach today. I hope that he, she, will give everyone equal playing time. Believe me, this happens more often than you'd think, requiring creative workarounds. The most common is to revert to the plural, i.e. they or them, which is blissfully gender neutral. For example, my daughter will be assigned a soccer coach today. I hope they'll give her equal playing time. This is, of course, grammatically incorrect, and the sticklers at the SAT or ACT test will rip you a new one if this is your favored workaround. Other options involve arbitrarily picking a gender, or even alternating male and female in a show of gender equality, solutions that are simultaneously contrived, awkward, and confusing. Those who embrace the sexual spectrum have moved well beyond the pedestrian issues of grammar. They favor a gender-neutral pronoun to solve the limitations of the gender he-she binary. Most recently, the transgender community has introduced Z, Z-E, creating the trio of he, she, and Z. The student handbook at Grinnell College has embraced this approach. In addition, the scenarios describing sexual misconduct always use gender-neutral names such as Chris, Pat, Alex, Terry, so it's impossible to tell who is doing what to whom. It doesn't matter. It's all wrong. 4. Miss, Mr., Mrs., Ms. The introduction of Ms. in the 1970s addressed the demeaning distinction between married and unmarried women. However, the quartet still retains the binary gender structure. Why not get rid of the salutations entirely and refer to everyone by the first name? That has certainly been my approach. I always insist that the younger generation use my first name. The older generation is more problematic for me since I am still subject to the ingrained training that Mr. and Mrs. is a sign of respect. However, the sad truth is that this concern is rapidly becoming irrelevant as I morph into the senior generation myself. 5. Household Chores In the gender neutralization of household chores, women must be careful not to offload only the unpleasant chores and refuse delivery of traditionally male chores. In our household, doing the laundry and emptying the dishwasher have become gender neutral. We cook dinner in parallel, each making our own particular food. I've retained the female-dominated chores of changing the sheets, making beds, folding the laundry, setting the table, and tidying up before guests. All pretty easy duty done on my own schedule. However, I am thrilled to say that I have offloaded the grinding chore of grocery shopping to Nick. What have I acquired in exchange? Well, nothing really. He's still responsible for taking out the garbage, manning the barbecue, and paying the bills. I can contrive excuses for this wondrously lopsided deal. He has to take his dogs out in the morning anyway, so he might as well take out the garbage. I don't eat much meat, although I cannot resist his barbecued ribs. And if I paid the bills, we'd be in danger of having the lights turned off, which did indeed happen in my single days. Yes, a very convenient and self-serving form of feminism.